Welcome back to the Northampton Chronicles podcast. This is our 50th ever episode. Big milestone. And I just wanted to say a big thanks to the University of Northampton for putting on these amazing talks for us every single week. Just want to say a big thank you for listening. And here's to the next 50. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Northampton Chronicles podcast. This is the 50th episode special. My name is Jack Hudson and I'm joined with... Ruth Taylor. Yeah, come on, smash it. <laughs> so this week's talk was with a lovely lady called Gem Collins. She is from Journal Resources. Do you know much about Journal Resources, Ruth? I'm sure you should do uh, after the, after the, after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I know a lot more now than I did before. And it's definitely something that I'm going to check out a lot more now. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm just dying on a drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think, I, I, to be completely honest, Journal Resources is amazing. So basically, Journal Resources is where you find every single potential graduate scheme, graduate placement, they're listing them every single week, they're updated with new placements and stuff, new jobs and stuff for people. So it's quite literally the best journal resource available, really. I think it is an amazing source. I mean, it's something I use all the time. I'm literally looking at it all the time like every day um, to make sure that it is literally, I, I, can't, I, I can't express enough how much I look at it. I literally look at it all the time. We're now just going to take a listen to Jem Collins from the earlier podcast. So I set up Journey Resources at about 3am one morning, like sat in my flat, I'm just being really frustrated trying to look for jobs and they're just being things that didn't exist. So for example, I just wanted to go to one place, see all of the graduate schemes in one place um, and see which ones were opening when and that didn't exist. And I tried and tried to find places that would show me that didn't exist. So I thought, well, I guess someone's going to have to make it. Um, so I did. And it kind of just grew from there, really. So I kind of then added on various different bits and then was quite lucky a couple of years ago to get kind of a small grant um, and then I was like actually you know people are using this <laughs> people also seem to find it useful and then somehow it's kind of yeah just kept growing and actually ended up being my job which is definitely not the plan I think uh, four or five years ago now it'll be our fifth birthday this year which is wild um, but yeah it was entirely born out of frustration. How do you think the podcast went? I think it was actually quite an interesting one to be fair. Yeah, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, if I'm honest. I think after sitting through three of them in a row, having that as sort of the grand finale, it's definitely something that we can use. And it's actually one of the most helpful and applicable uh, cron talks that we've had. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think that is definitely something that is needed. Is uh, The cron talks for me, uh, like... I think I said it on the on the first podcast I did. I think that was episode 37 or something like that. I think I did it back mm. a long time ago. I remember saying then that like cron talks are very, very like important, very like it's just everything really, obviously, with us graduating in what? God, not long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's people coming in from places like Journal Resources to talk to us like this specific moment i mean what we've what we've got left we've got dissertation practical projects a law exam mm. and then that's it in it like we're all sorted like it's oh I, i'm 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 nervous <laughs> I'm yeah scared. Terrified. i don't really know what to do but um but having yeah. something like this will definitely help us once we graduate to be able to find jobs and actually get out there and start applying everything we've learned over the last three years having yeah having something like journal resources will help us so much in the future in the next couple months yeah 100 100 
So was there any bit in particular that stuck out to you in the podcast? Um, I any think little the main, quotes or anything? The main thing for me was when she was talking about imposter syndrome, that really stood out for me. And I think it did a lot of other people as well. Yeah, was- I, was, I was just going to ask you to, because obviously we were saying just before we click record, um, can you just explain a bit more about imposter syndrome for me? I, I don't really know that much about it, to be completely honest. It's just kind of when you don't feel like you're good enough to fit into that situation. Like if someone's hired you to do a job and you think, why have they hired me? You know, they could have hired somebody so much better than me. And I've definitely had it. I've got a couple of journalism jobs on the go at the moment. And from the start, I've been thinking, why why are people hiring me for these jobs, you know? There's one where I've been helping set up a company and making logos and things. And I've, I've had that thought in my head of, you know, someone else could do this so much better than I could. Why am I the one doing it, you know? And in our presentations we had to do for our work experience, I was talking to the lecturer and saying, you know, I didn't realise that these things I could do were skills that people wanted and would pay for sort of things like Photoshop I've been doing since I was five I remember sitting with my dad and him teaching me how to use it and I do it for fun you know on my days off I'll sit and edit photos and I never thought of it as something that people would want to hire me for and it's definitely it's something really hard to overcome and get rid of that thought and actually think you know I am good enough for this job and I can do this job as well as anybody else and it's, it's definitely something that stood out to me because I didn't realise that that many people were affected by it. You know, it was, it's something that I've really struggled with and never really thought about the fact that other people get it as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, for me, with it being something that I'm not hugely aware of, I don't know too much about it, I think hearing someone like Jem say about... Um, imposter syndrome and stuff I think so I'm just looking I've got a Twitter account up here I, I knew she had quite a few followers but she got 11,500 followers and stuff like Jerno Resources is absolutely massive that's like what, got 16,500 followers like people are always on it all the time and stuff someone who's quite you know quite successful doing quite well has like still the same kind of fears am I, am I good enough for this am I, am I doing this right kind of thing you know when it's you know when someone's doing that well like it's it just shows that something like that is definitely a real thing I know I know a lot of people probably especially during lockdown recently a lot of people have have kind of opened their eyes a bit more to sort of mental health issues and and what's going on in particular and I think as well journalism's quite a big area for imposter syndrome because you know everybody's got a phone and can take a really good picture and send it off to a newspaper anyone can sort of write an article about themselves and you know a lot of people consider themselves journalists when we think they might not be like PR people I remember we had a front talk with a PR guy for cruise lines and everyone was saying you're not a journalist and he was like well I am and it's very you know it's hard to define what makes a journalist but I think that makes it that much worse for imposter syndrome because you think am I doing anything special? Am I particularly good enough for this job? You know, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people in the industry will struggle with, trying to see that you've got a niche and that people will pay for your talents. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think just going back on what you just said there about um, a lot of people thinking that the journalists and stuff. I think that is a big thing in kind of the world we live in at this current moment. Is you know the worst thing is I think for for what I'd say is is social media. Obviously, I think Twitter is probably the worst for people just going on there and talking the mind and stating the mind and stuff. Like a weird example I'll give is um, so two lads got signed for Liverpool uh, during the January transfer window. And the first thing that everyone does usually is go back to the old tweets, see if something's a bit dodgy. And both in their old tweets, they said something about like, um, they said something dodgy towards Liverpool and stuff. And then like straight away, there was journalists here, journalists there, like going in, like making sure like that they were just getting absolutely ruined. Like they not even got to Liverpool yet because obviously during lockdown and stuff, they had to do all the signings from a bit of a distance away kind of thing. And yeah. um like before they even got there, they were already getting hounded on Twitter by, you know, some forty-year-old bloke sat down with his laptop out, going, "Oh, yeah, he's going to do this, he's going to do that." I think it's just people need to realize that it's our game. Do you know what I mean? We're we're yeah. the ones that are sort of getting the qualifications to do it and stuff, and it's 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 difficult because you know everyone has the freedom of speech, of course they do, but it's like it's a freedom of speech within reason kind of thing do you know what I mean like I think yeah. it's just one of them things um, but, I yeah think there's a lot more that goes into journalism that pe- then people realize you know I remember when I started this degree and found out that I had to do a law module and I like I couldn't even comprehend like why yeah. do I need law and journalism <laughs> you know and I just writing for a newspaper you know there's so much more to it than people realize and that's what that's what we've got that other people don't have is we've got the full picture of journalism and we're going to be a lot better at it than maybe other people I mean I'd hope so as I'm going into 50 grams of debt for it so I was literally about to say like we're doing what debt we're getting for it yeah (laughs) well now I was just going to take a listen to Jem Collins from the earlier podcast my final bit because I spoke quite a lot is I just want to leave you with yeah three key things um from this session that I would hope that would be useful to you to take away. Um, And the first one is just this idea of less is always more. And especially for those of you who are um, looking uh, for that that first journalism job, I think this was something that really, really struck me when I did my first lot of hiring. So I've put in my fair share of job applications myself, but I've now kind of had the chance to be on the other side of the coin so both at general resources and i was previously the news editor for a human rights news website called each other i've done a couple of rounds of hiring and i think one of the things that became most obvious to me is how many people kind of rush applications and it sounds so it sounds so simple um but really really became quite obvious so this is what i almost see as like the the bell curve that happens in every job application. So early on, you get people who rush to put stuff in. They absolutely rush. It's just chucked together. Around about midway, when the applications are open, you start to get some really good stuff. Um, and then when you get to the end, again, it's a bit of a mixture of people who've kind of held out and have put together some good stuff and people who have just absolutely thrown together um, things in an absolute rush. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that less is absolutely more. Um, with these kind of things I would say that generally you want to be spending at least the ballpark is like an evening on one application and only really picking things that you really want to apply for and 
it's much better to do five job applications in a week and actually send send something really good than it is to kind of chuck out the same thing to everywhere and it really really does stand out so i remember one thing i remember quite well from the podcast was that bless Gem, she came with like her own slides didn't she came with like her own little yeah. little powerpoint thing and she had something on there it was like not panic something i can't remember what it was what was it it was like not it was not it panic. was getting jobs and stuff yeah not panic know the job market and know what you want to do it's one of them like inspirational quotes that actually you can kind of remember <laughs> not like the one we've got going around the uk at the moment about covid yeah. which is just a sales pitch, pitch in my opinion but um <laughs> yeah i think one thing that i thought was really really good about this podcast was that she came with it like her own slideshow and stuff like recently obviously when we were in the morley room and actually doing the podcast like face to face people kind of had to come with some sort of like, like a slideshow like occasionally and stuff but I think that the fact that she came like self-prepared for it, she was like, right, I'm going to yeah. do this, I'm going to do I think that just shows her like a really good sign of enthusiasm and shows that like it, she really actually wanted to tell us something and stuff, like really wanted to help us out a bit. And then, I, I, to be honest, I really want the slides now. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I really want them slides. But I think that that, that quote, especially, uh, you know, not panic is something that you know I'm awful for. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I am the worst at panicking for everything like especially work and stuff like it's it, it just happens you know you just panic about everything and like it, it's it, yeah <laughs> but yeah. I, I just think i just think it is a really a really good slogan mm, especially when you're you're picking out a job i think i think jem said it as well was you you just apply for every job there is because you're panicking you're like i, would, I need a job so you just apply for everything out there and that's not the way to do it. You need to really refine your search. And that's that's something I've never done. I've never been good at that. You know, I I got a new job a few months ago and I was just applying for every job that was under the sun because I was so desperate to get out of my old job. And that I, she said, that's not the way to do it. And I've never really thought about that before because, you know, if there's something you really want to do, in life like I really want to do travel journalism and geographical journalism so there's no point in me applying to go and like review football matches because that's not what I want to do in life and it's a lot it's it's worth it to just apply for the few jobs that you really really want and put a lot of time into the application process and making sure your CV and everything is up to scratch and it's it's worth more doing that and applying for just a few jobs than to put in half an effort and apply to everything out there in the hopes that you'll get something. Because then a few months down the, the line, you're just going to be applying for a new job again. And it's not it's not worth it, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I'm, I'm just remembering, um, just going back to what I said before earlier about the on journal resources, they have like a big thing to do with uh, like graduate schemes and stuff. They have like a really, really like long list of everything like literally like any of the any graduate scheme going really is on there and it is really really good but the, the one thing that I thought was really good it kind of leads into in a, in a kind of way uh leads into um what we've just said there she has like a complete guide to um like the BBC journalism trainee scheme for example um so literally she writes down like a, like I'm just I'm just looking at it here um, it's literally like a whole guide of how the scheme goes, what you'd be up to, 
um, like how many people are applying for it and stuff. So it's just, I think one thing for me is you can tell that Jem is just such a lovely person, like so helpful, loves doing what she's doing, as well as like she makes sure that her website kind of comes across with those kind of connotations as well. Like because with literally she's every single big like graduate scheme. So what? Your, your Beeb, your ITV, your, your tabloids or Daily Mail, Telegraph, etc. There's a big, 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 it's like, a, it's a good read um, to look at. It's a good read to look at, um, like guide to the scheme and how it goes and stuff. And I think that just shows like, it kind of leads on from what you've just said there. Um, like just how helpful of a person she is and how much like she really, really, really enjoys what she's doing. Mm. And it's definitely going to pay off for a lot of people, you know. I bet countless people have found their dream jobs through what she's been doing. Um, yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can as well. Yeah, 100% hopefully we can as well. So that is everything for the 50th episode of the North Ants Chronicles podcast. This was a great talk, as we've said, all the way through the last however long this goes on for minutes um, so yeah, I'd just like to say to Ruth, thank you very much for coming to help me out. I know I was meant to have help from someone else, but they dropped out. So cheers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to leave you guys there. If you want to check out all the rest of the podcast, they are all below this one on the anchor.fm website. So thank you very much. And we will see you all again next week.